Welcome back to DPT to CEO, the podcast where I, Dr. Morgan Meese, PT, owner of The Well Physio, a cash-based physical therapy practice I started in 2019, share with you as much as I can on how to successfully start, launch, and grow your own solo practice. Whether you're brand new and just thinking about getting started, or whether you're currently working with a full caseload of your very own patients, this podcast is for you. And of course, if you'd like more help, you can find all the resources on my website at morganmeese.com and connect with me on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Meese. If you're ready, let's dive in. Remember the game Among Us? I, I know I definitely played with Kyle and his brother and sister and I think it either came out in 2020 or early 2021, I can't remember. But you know the game Among Us and you uh, jump into a room with other players who look just like you except everybody's different colors, wearing different clothes, and everybody basically has the same mission to keep the, the machines or the ship running and operating and trying to figure out who the imposter is amongst all of the players because everybody looks and acts the same. There is somebody on board who is like purposely there sabotaging things and if the crewmates can figure out who the imposter is, they win. But if the imposter figures out like how to sabotage everything, uh, they end up winning at the end. So essentially like if the imposter finishes all of their tasks, they end up winning. So for those of you who aren't familiar, that's kind of what the game is. I always think of when people bring up imposter syndrome, I always think of the game Among Us because that's basically like the catchphrase is there's an imposter among us. And that is what we are going to be talking about today is imposter syndrome. So like, I think a big difference between like that game and real life as a therapy practice owner is that uh, in that game, there's one imposter um, and then everybody else is crewmates but I feel like for a lot of us who are starting our own practices and even just therapists who are kind of like leaving school or going into a new job we all feel like the imposter like we're all secretly the imposter and it's like a secret that we have we're like oh we're the fraud we're the imposter we don't belong here and all of us feel that way instead of just one person so today in this video we are going to be talking about what imposter syndrome is how it might be holding you back because I know it's helped me back before and what to do about it. First thing that we're gonna cover is what is imposter syndrome? I feel like it's a term that is pretty commonly thrown around uh, nowadays, but basically it's the feeling that like you don't, you don't belong for some reason, you know, maybe you're not good enough, you don't know enough, you don't have all the information you need or all the education you need. Uh, it was a term developed in the 1970s by researchers to describe the feeling of overachievers who are unable to internalize their success and believe that it's more out of luck than anything not because of like their own efforts which then leads to them feeling like it's only a matter of time before people like kind of unmask them and figure out that they're a fraud or an imposter I know for me like as a business owner and a practice owner um, times where this has come up for me is 
like really honestly in any situation where I've gotten new clients and I'm like, you know, who am I to be uh, doing this? Who am I to be helping somebody with their business or with their marketing? Who am I to be working with patients on my own? Those are kind of like the, the questions that come up and it like elicits a sense of fear and anxiety. And like for me in the past, it's almost felt like, you know, it's only a matter of time before like my business comes crashing down around me, you know, because like I wasn't good enough um, to, to do it. And where I think a lot of this, like these thoughts come from for people is coming from a place of like, you know, if you were growing up and had a lot of pressure, like at home to succeed, uh, academically or in sports or other activities. And then you go to uh, college and there's a lot of pressure. Like I know there was in my graduate program to get a certain grade. Um, and then there's the pressure of getting a certain grade on the licensing exam. And you only have so many tries to, to take that. Um, and then even like out in the field for a lot of therapists, there are productivity standards where you know you're expected to be productive 80 85 95 percent of the time um and if you're not there are some kind of consequences you know if you're not almost perfect there's going to be consequences and negative ones at that and so when it comes to starting your own practice i think there are a lot of the same feelings associated with it just because of a lot of the experiences that we've had in life before where if you don't know everything you could possibly know before starting if you don't have all of your ducks in a row as lots of people like to say every single duck in a row before you actually like finally start your practice or even like start to start your practice and if you don't have all the information you need to like know all of the things that like somehow you're not going to be good enough, somehow you're going to fail, somehow people are going to find out that you're not actually legit, even though you're doing all of the right thing. But if it's not perfect or close to it, we end up feeling like we're imposters. I think the place that this ends up keeping most people stuck and where like people really struggle with this is it ends up costing you a lot of time. I know uh, business owners who are new to it, who are just getting started, lots of people worry about money first. They worry about how much that they need to invest into their into their business, into their practice. They worry about like, should they buy a course? Should they not buy a course? Um, should they get a business license? Should they not because of money reasons? And like, while those are perfectly valid, uh, the thing about money is that you can always make more money, but you can never make more time. And I see a lot of people really getting stuck because they're like in that, that thought process where they ask themselves these questions over and over and over again, over the course of weeks and months and years, like, should they do this? Should they not? Um, they need to find more information about this. They need to find more information about that. They need to take another continuing education course. They need to get more letters after their name. And it all just takes so much time. Like for some reason, we just, we don't feel good enough until I do that other thing. Once I do this, then I'll feel better. You know, once I do that, then I will be uh, experienced enough. Once I do this, I will be credible enough. And it just ends up taking too much time. And before you know it, years have gone by and you haven't actually started a practice and you haven't actually treated anybody on your own. I feel like that's honestly the most important thing and like something to think about pretty seriously when you know you are struggling with this 
is if you are okay with it taking away all of your time um, because that's what's going to hold you back the most. Plus, of course, like all, all the extra feelings of, you know, feeling bummed out and stressed and depressed and anxious because you're just piling more and more stuff on your plate rather than actually um, working on the things that you know are going to move the needle forward. So how do we get rid of it? How do we get rid of imposter syndrome? And I will say that, you know, don't expect for it to just be gone overnight. I think like throughout your journey and just throughout your life and in all the things that you do you're always going to have periods of doubt where you know you're a little bit worried you're a little bit unsure and the difference between having doubt and imposter syndrome is that you don't let it take over your life and you also don't let it determine what your course of action is going to be. In order to start taking control of you know the ship of what you're going to be doing um, there is a four-step process that I like to take people through. And so the first thing that we are going to do is we are going to recognize it. That's one of the like most helpful things I think when it comes to any like self-limiting beliefs is taking the time to recognize it and sit with the thought you know if you're having thoughts about like oh I just need to take another continuing education course and then I'll be good enough and then like I'll be legit enough and then people will want to work with me recognize that recognize that thought pattern and like speak it out loud share it with somebody write it down and know that it's there instead of having those thoughts and then pushing them away because they need to be addressed in order for you to take any you know any steps forward so the second thing after that like just going with that example is to reframe it and one of my favorite things that I like to ask myself and then like I have other people do too is say you know I say like oh I need to take XYZ con ed course in order to be good enough in order to get patience which is just never true <laughs> say that's what it is I need to take this course in order to get patience the next step is to reframe that thought and ask yourself is that actually true is that actually a fact do you know with like beyond a shadow of a doubt that that's true that in order to get patience you need to take this course most of the time it's not true you don't know that you don't know that by taking another course you'll actually get patience and you also don't know that by not taking the course you won't get patience right and so it's it's really helpful to reframe these thoughts that we're having where you know we perceive our reality a certain way but taking a step back and asking yourself if that is actually true um, is really important and then another question that you can ask yourself as well um, is asking if that thought is helping you or hindering you you know if I think like oh I need to take another course because that way I'll get patience is that actually helping you get patience like thinking that way thinking that you need more stuff in order to get patience not really you know it's not a thought process of how do i find patience it's just thinking of more things that are going to take more time before you actually start doing the thing that you want to do and then step three which is one one of my favorite things i keep using that phrase in this video <laughs> um, but uh one of my favorite things that i've learned from a book called how to be an imperfectionist um and the link is in the blog post for this video so you can go check that out um it's on amazon like in that book the author talks about uh putting together like mini habits um micro habits i think he has a book called mini habits too it's about like taking like 
whatever is like the bare minimum that you can do. So say you have, you know, this grand plan um, that you are going to do like a whole bunch of networking and just fill all your marketing time with networking and get to know people in the community. And what is stopping you is feeling like, well, if I don't like do all 100% of the marketing tomorrow, then it's a failure, you know, or if I don't get it all done this week, then it's a failure. That kind of thought process is going to hold you back quite a bit versus if we go into it with like the mini task or like mini habit um, thought process from this book of what is the like bare minimum that I can do in order to, you know, chip, just like chip away a little bit at that goal, you're going to end up being a lot more successful and feeling more successful if we do that second route versus the first one. So if I think about that, like the bare minimum, my thought would be is to reach out to one person today. One person. And all you have to do is call them. And you know, for me, maybe it would be like reaching out to my gym owner and texting him and just being like, hey man, you know, I'd love to like come by and talk to you a little bit more about what I've got going on and seeing if I can support the gym in any way. Would you be like interested in that? And once once I text him or call him, then like that's it, that's success. And what I love about this is it allows you to take more of an active role in redefining what success is. Because I think a lot of us have like the thought and perception that success is completing one whole gigantic project 100% perfectly and doing the whole thing, you know, starting your whole practice and having all the patience, you know, and that is success. But if we live in that place where I will be successful when, et cetera, et cetera, versus I'm successful today because I set out with the intention to talk to my gym owner today and I did, that second thought process and way of thinking is going to carry you forward a lot more than the other way of thinking because it's positive, it's objective, and you can tangibly see yourself succeeding on a very like you know a very like timely and daily basis and you can see it over and over and over again yourself succeeding in what you intended and set out to do that is it helps you to cultivate a sense of confidence that I don't think that we get if we only consider success at the like macro level at the zoomed out level how that I believe starts to help imposter syndrome disappear is because with imposter syndrome we are worried about not knowing enough and having enough information because like we don't have the experience right if we start living our day-to-day -day life in a way where we set out to do a thing we do the thing we see the result from that one small thing you've now gained an experience and you can start to plan your days and make decisions based on those tiny success experiences that you've had and then slowly imposter syndrome starts to fade away because you're just focused on making the tiny progress towards the big goal instead of thinking I will be successful when I achieve the ultimate like outcome result. Just to review the four steps that I would encourage you to take to help you with imposter syndrome if that's something that you're struggling with right now is to recognize any limiting thoughts that you have, anything that makes you feel like an imposter, uh, recognize it, write it down, share it with somebody, say it out loud. Two, reframe it and ask yourself, is that actually true? 
and is it helping? Three, we're going to change our day-to-day -day plan instead of focusing on like the macro big project and like long-term success, we're gonna focus on what we can do today to create a feeling of success. What What is like the bare minimum and the one thing that you can do today to feel success. Four is starting to like recognize your successes, keep track of those small successes and small task completions and progress that you have. And over time, you're going to start to build up more confidence because you are going to be making decisions and going off of things based on your actual tangible experience instead of focusing on what's missing. And then the last thing that I just wanted to address, a bonus kind of bonus tip uh, with this is I get asked a lot about working with patients who have diagnoses that you haven't treated before and what to do with that because that can definitely shake your confidence. Since I started my practice, whenever I have had an inquiry or a conversation with somebody who has something going on that I'm not sure about, um, I haven't treated before, I am always upfront and honest with them about it. And I share with that potential client and say, hey, you know, like I haven't worked with somebody who's had this before. Based on what you're telling me, here are a couple of ideas that I have. And if you'd like, you know, we can proceed with an evaluation or, you know, a couple of sessions or whatever it is. And I will do as much as I possibly can to figure out what you might have going on and how I can help you get better. You know, and that's kind of one option and you and I will work work together and learn together to, to figure out what's best moving forward. Um, or I can help you find somebody else who might have more experience with this. So far, like in two very specific instances in the past where I've had patients who, like one uh, person had a pelvic floor uh, issue going on that I hadn't worked with before, and the other person had a TMJ issue. I was very honest with both of them, and they both took the leap with me, you know, and they said, hey, well, you know, I really appreciate your honesty and um you know i like you <laughs> i love to have your help so i'm totally down with trying it out and seeing what happens and i think that people really appreciate that and they appreciate that you're there to hold their hand through the process and that you're willing to help them you know and so whether you are able to like actually like clinically make a change or you're just there as a support system or you're coaching them to like help create space in their life to focus on their health those are all totally valid things that you are helping people with you know and so don't forget that that just because you might not have worked with a clinical diagnosis before that doesn't mean that there aren't other things that you can help people with so i hope that all of that helps don't forget to like and subscribe if, if this video was helpful for you and leave some comments down below about your thoughts uh, and what you are going to start doing to start taking on imposter syndrome. See you on the next one. That's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening. As always, I'm honored to be a part of this community of healthcare entrepreneurs, and it is my hope that by sharing and spreading stories, advice, and knowledge to people just like you who want something more, it will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on my website at morganmeese.com or on Instagram at drmorganmeese. 
who do you want to hear from next? Or would you like to be featured on this series? Have an idea for a topic that hasn't been covered yet? Please email me at morgan at thewellphysio.com.